Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you, fans. Hello. Welcome to Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. There's all the cool kids calling Rep. Rep. Hooray. Um, it's, there's two to go. Hooray. <laughs> Don't you sound relieved as well. That's not, I'm allowed to sound relieved. I think this might be the last two that we're going to do. So uh, this particular one. So enjoy it while it's here. It's too hard. I'm an old man, David. Uh, it's very difficult. There'll be other stuff. We'll do other stuff instead. But it's, um, I don't get any time to do anything. I didn't win the Spirit of the Fringe Awards. Oh, oh, that, yeah. Apparently, if you just say you're the Spirit of the Fringe, that is against the Spirit of the Fringe. <laughs> You've got to not say it. That's what I didn't realise. Next year, I won't say it. I'm just going to... If anyone asks, go, oh, I am not the Spirit of the Fringe. And I will also just have my cock out all the time because apparently that is all you need to do to win. That's to win awards. <laughs> Two of the shows end up with their pants off at the end. It's quite, exci- it's quite exciting uh, that... Uh, well, Bridget Christie won, obviously, was on, on the show. The, uh, the Metro called her the... the uh, was it the uh, female comedienne? No, it wasn't quite that. But they called her a comedian. Oh, feminist comedienne, they called her. That is not the, that is not the correct thing to do. It is the feminist female lady comedienne <laughs> and wife of Stuart Lee. That is how she must be called. So they got a very badly wrong. It was sexist of them, and that is a bad thing. Uh, but, um, and uh, two of the shows were from the Free Fringe, so it's quite, that's quite exciting. I might talk to one of my guests about that. Uh, I'll line up slightly different than promised. Imagine if it was Bacon Face who isn't coming. It's going to be... But there's no guarantee that he will come or that he will stay. So you are, that is, you are here on the understanding that that is part of the entertainment, that Bacon Face may not show up, and that will be the event that you will have seen. You were said, yeah, I was there when Bacon Face didn't show up. That is... I was one of the few who saw that. Uh, and you can dine off of that for a long time, but hopefully we'll be here. He's not here yet, but that was always the plan. He has, uh, I think he's doing his other show or something. Uh, so uh, putting bacon on his face or something. I don't really know who he is, to be honest. I've never, never everyone's talking about him. I've never heard of him, to be honest. So. But, um, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, well, and, well Richard, I should say Richard Hang's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast, the one in London where it's nice, uh, is uh, we'll be continuing. With, we're back in um, September the 30th, is the first one of those. Uh, I've, so far, I haven't got anyone definitely confirmed. I have three people uh, penciled for the gig on the 28th of October. They won't all be able to do it, but even if uh, two of them, they're like three of the best possible names. I could have hoped for, and they're all penciled for the same one. The 28th of October will probably be an amazing gig, so book tickets for that. Uh, I can't say who they're going to be, but uh, they're all really good, so even if one of them does it, it's going to be worth coming to see that, and if two of them do it, it's going to be great. If three of them do it, one of them will just be standing in the dressing room going, oh, it's going to be on, you're not going to be on. Uh, so, uh, and you know, there's other uh, internet things coming up, which I'm, I'm sort of half wondering about, you know, in the, in the arse end of the fringe, as I lick my wounds, because uh, I can do my own. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that's uh, you know, whether, whether I should even come back to the Edinburgh Fringe. I will do, though. I probably will do. Maybe I'll have a year off, but, you know, I can do something good with those four months on the internet, which is the new Edinburgh Fringe. It's like an Edinburgh Fringe with less comedians in it. That, you, that is... You wouldn't think that was possible. Uh, so, and uh, there's a question yesterday. Caroline Ray was on yesterday, um, and I don't know if it was. I don't, was anyone in for that one? Yeah. Do you think she walked out, or do you think she just had to go? So I, I, t- I texted uh, manager to say I hope everything was all right. And she hasn't texted back, so I don't know if I don't think I said anything. She misheard one of my questions, I think, or mi- I answered it wrongly. Yeah. Do you think so? That I'd gone through her IMDb and looked, did she? 
she was having fun though. She was even worn, got like three, three walnut whips out of it, which is more than most of my guests get. They don't, they don't get fuck all. Uh, so anyway, no, later on, I, I'm doing, um, I'm running a half marathon. I should mention this um, uh, in uh, in about four weeks, and I haven't done any training. So. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping I can be like one of those people who just dies halfway through and raises loads of money for charity. That's right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So if I die, will you definitely donate to that? But even if I don't die, if you've enjoyed this at home and you resent bu- buying my merchandise, as seems to be the case, uh, then <laughs> uh, could you um, could you sponsor me that? So it's Virgin Money. I think I forgot to look up the address. It's virginmoney.com. Richard Herring. Basically, so it's pretty easy to find. I'll give the proper address tomorrow and I'll put it in the uh, little write up there so you can f- click on it there. That for the you people at home, I'm talking to you now. Uh, but it'd be lovely if you, the, the money goes to scope, not to me. So it'd be lovely. And it's g- going to be properly dangerous. I'm quite unfit. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm going on holiday for two weeks. And then I've got two weeks to get ready for a half marathon. It should be fine, right? Jade, Jade, Jade Goody did the marath- London marathon uh, with, that, with no training. And. Oh. <laughs> She didn't actually complete, she, she, she ran out, she ran, ran about five miles and then went, oh, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> oh, I've thought so many great jokes then. <laughs> so many things went through my head just there that will never be said out loud, but see if you can piece it together uh, yourself. Um, but uh, yeah, so look, um, was there anything else I wanted to say? Probably not. Um, we're gonna, let's get on with this because uh, God knows what's going to happen today. Uh, it's, it's been re- I've really enjoyed doing these. I've, I'm not stopping. I'm not going to stop doing them because I haven't enjoyed them. They've been great, but it just takes up all my fucking day. And then you get audio files at home going, oh, it wasn't quite as good as I imagined it should be for nothing. So if you want to blame anyone for me stopping doing this, find an audio file and beat him up. Mate, let's run him out of town. It'll be the audio files. Go to any uh, just shop selling speakers and stuff, specialist speakers, and burn it down. (laughs) That is their fault. Um, No, okay. I'm I'm sort of joking. Sorry, don't worry. I'm I'm all right. I'm okay. It's fine. It's the end of the fucking fringe. I can't believe it. I'm doing another one of these tomorrow. Can you believe it? Uh, So uh, will you please welcome my first guest? He has stepped in at the last minute because Martin Moore was going to do it, but he was hiring a car. And um, which is ironic because he crashed his last hire car quite badly. That's what his show's all about. Uh, and he was worried he wouldn't get the car in time because there was a long queue. <laughs> That's how desperate comedians are to go home now. Uh, so uh, he's, he was in the last series. He's a, a ma- both, uh, both of these guests today are massive influences on comedy uh, one way or the other. Um, and uh, this is, uh, you, you all know him. He, he uh, created Sid the Sexist amongst many other Characters, will you please welcome the fantastic Simon Donald from Off the Viz? That's not all he's done. There you go. How are you doing, Simon? I'm very well. And how are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm it's quite all right. Well. We can pretend that like we haven't been having a conversation. We can. Yeah, we haven't been tra- we haven't been chatting about nothing backstage, uh, which is true because the double negative makes it. Thank you, thank you. Double Did you negative. realise that the double negative was only introduced in uh, Victorian times? I and if you don't know when Victorian times are, that's after caveman times <laughs> and before cowboy. No, it's the same as cowboy times, yeah. but it's over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You've got a big feast on your uh, your t-shirt. I noticed. I used to 
love those big feasts. Mm, Do anyone remember the big feast? After this is a proper Peter K uh, thing. <laughs> I've, I've got, I've got one. I'm doing one in my show. I'm trying to get people to big go. Feast? What's all that about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, like in my show, I tried because it's popular, isn't it? Doing that, so I've tried one, which is. Do you remember 9/11? Who remembers 9/11? And um, people either don't remember. I thought everyone would remember 9/11. I thought I'd got a good one. But people I don't remember or they resent being reminded about it. Do you remember the planes? <laughs> what was that all about? Never found out, did we? We never found out what that was all about. Uh, there were, I, used to have a, I used to eat a big feast uh, in Cheddar Gorge. I got Cheddar Gorge and Jackie Biggins. And it was a good Jenna name. Cheddar George and Jackie Biggins. Yeah, ja- ja- Jackie Biggins, who was a girl at school, who was a lovely girl. Um, she did have large breasts. It was a shame, you know, she had, she was, one of, she was an early bloomer and her name was Jackie Biggins, which must have made her, <laughs> made her life. Well, we, she, she, she was working in the ice cream shop and me and Jeff Quigley would go and buy a big feast and we'd go, oh, see you. And then never have the uh, courage to ask her out. Was her real name Big Wands, but she changed it for reasons of dignity. It may be, it might be. If you're listening, Jackie, it's lovely. I'm, you know, happy. I have happy memories of you. Dina Lawrence as well. She was lovely. Um, <laughs> but, you know, no euphemism in, uh, in her name. Uh, so uh, if it's your mum and you're listening, I'm sorry for talking about your mum. It could be very well her children could be listening to this. Is that you, mum? The... Uh, OK, my, so... Uh, my my, my first love was a girl called Anita Fishburne. Really? Who was, who was big in that was department she? as well. My first words to her, and I was dared by a mate of mine, I can't believe I'm saying this, <laughs> was, um, you look big enough to give me a Swiss roll. <laughs> Did she like that? She went out with me for Did a, she? For a, for a, for a <laughs> short while. Yeah. That's the that's the key. That a lot of lot of these a lot of my our fans here in the front row have never even t- talked to a girl. Look at me, look at this guy. He just he just giggled at the idea of talking to a girl. <laughs> look at that bloke. He could never. He couldn't score. He looks like he's from the Amish community. That's uh, he could never get a girlfriend. You know, you with him. Wow. Well done, mate. Pick, um, pick up advice from us, lads, yeah. because this kind of language can snap Nicker Elastic <laughs> at 60 paces. Oh, yes. So your show this year, is there still, are you doing one tonight? Doing I am doing, doing one, one tonight. It's my last one. Oh, uh, is it? Won't be much yeah. good for the people at home. They could race up from Birmingham. That is season. right, isn't it? It's Sunday today, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Are cool. you finishing on Sunday? I'm doing, Monday. I'm doing one of these tomorrow. What yeah. a swizz. Here? Yeah, I'm doing this tomorrow. Jason Manford's the guest tomorrow. Hold on. You haven't got one of my flyers, have you? I think yeah. I, I'm fairly sure I haven't got a show tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you 25th, I finish. Is yeah, that today? today. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Nearly Christmas. I did two shows yesterday, if that's any help to anyone. That is good. It's not really. <laughs> I put a special one on because, you know, Lee uh, Ridley, uh, yes. Lost Voice guy, he's, yeah. he's had to pull because he's not well. And uh, I've got an extra one on because some... Do you know... Um, Jack Carroll. I do know Jack. Jack yeah. uh, couldn't come in to see me at Stand 2 um, because of uh, licensing regulations. Oh, really? So I realised that there was a spare slot due to Lee pulling out, so we put a show on over there, and he came in, and my God, I wish he came to all my shows. He laughed <laughs> like a drain. <laughs> did he? It was fantastic. You know Jack Carroll, he's the, the lad from Britain's Got Talent who got, did very well in Britain's Got Talent. You don't release people. Don't he's, like a ju- he's like a junior Daniel Kitson in the self-awareness state. Yes, he is. He, get, he, he came to my show. He was late for my show. It's very rude of him. <laughs> I'll let him off. It was very nice. Yeah, he tweeted a very nice thing about your show. Yeah, he, he said that he'd really enjoyed your show. Oh, I saw nice. him in the bar afterwards. <laughs> it's really aimed at 14-year-old boys, both of, both of our shows. <laughs> They go down very well. With so, what is your show? Your show's uh, this about you being gay this year or something? Well, it's, it's you become called, gay. It, it's called Butch Straight Puff. Yeah. 
And it's about the fact that my friend described me very succinctly as being a butch straight puff. Right. Now, it's a difficult concept for a lot of people to get their head round, but uh, I recently stripped down the carburetor on my motorcycle and reassembled it after cleaning, and the engine started first time. <laughs> uh, I do all of my own building work, and I drink beer and play football. That's yeah. the butch bit. Yeah. Straight, that's my sexual orientation. <laughs> and puff, that's everything else. <laughs> and that's pretty is much what the show is Is this in Newcastle terms, though, or well, in, norm yeah, in normal terms? It is. Because everything's quite well, gay. It's, 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 it's very much about growing up in Newcastle yeah. and having the kind of awareness of what all these sort of categories of uh, generalisation mean uh, yeah. in, in, in society, and particularly in Northern English society. But then I also do a serious bit about how um, homophobia in society has seriously affected many people. And yeah. I, talk about, I talk about the lives of four gay men, um, two end in tragedy, the real stories, you know, one in triumph and one yet to be played out. So there's a serious message to it as well. Cool. And a load of knob jokes. <laughs> that's what I like, that's what I like to do. <laughs> serious message, some jokes and some, definitely some knob yeah. jokes. If you can stick, stick those in there. And are you touring that anywhere? Is that going to go on? Yeah, well, I've, um, I've got dates in for Newcastle at the at Jestival, which is on, well, it's actually Gateshead. <laughs> they won't be happy that I refer to it as Newcastle. Do you know what? Sorry, I'm distracting here for that's a sorry. moment, but one, it was one of the funniest moments of it. If you don't know, if you're not being to Tyneside, there is a bit of an issue between Gateshead and Newcastle. And when Gateshead got the money for the Millennium Bridge, they insisted on etching in stone one metre off the Newcastle Quayside. Gateshead Millennium Bridge. <laughs> right? Now, I went to see uh, Wainwright, one of the Wainwrights. Uh, Rufus. Rufus Wainwright. And um, at the, on the Gateshead side of the river, and he was sitting there plinkety-plonketing on his piano, <laughs> and he said... Uh, Oh, well, he says, what a beautiful city you guys have. It's amazing. It's, you know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Do you know you have a street? You have a street. It's just, what do you call that? Architecture, Georgian. It, oh, it is so beautiful. Is that Gray Street? Gray Street, that's lovely. And, uh, and this voice came out. Like, rrr, rrr, rrr. And he went, I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry. He says, rrr, rrr, rrr. sorry, what did you say? He says, get said. You're in Gateshead. You're not in Newcastle. You're in Gateshead. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know. Is that in another city? Did I cross the water and I went to another city? Oh, everyone's gone off. Fucking shit. It's good to be proud of where you're from. And <laughs> that's quite difficult if you're from either Gateshead or Newcastle, really, to be honest. <laughs> can't build a couple of opera houses. You, you don't know it. where Newcastle is, by the way. It sits just in between Scotland and the 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And um, you, uh, you, you were in ba used to be in bands and stuff. I very quickly researched oh. you because you weren't the gay. I can ask someone. <laughs> Martin, I can ask you about supporting Tina Turner, which was what I was going to ask uh, Martin Moore about. Do you have he a supported Tina Turner. Well, that's Turner. what it says. Or did his, he pick her up in one of his circus <laughs> acts? He's a, big, he's a big guy. He might have must done. have been in the Thunderdome. He was a circus act. I've yeah. done a lot of shows with Martin. Yeah. Maybe it? you can talk about Martin Moore and then that would that <laughs> kill two birds with one side. But you used to be in bands and manage bands. Well, yeah. I um, Viz, which is a comic, if you aren't familiar with it, um, it was a comic that we, my brother and a friend and I started in a bedroom in 1979. We sold 150, the first copy. Ten years later, we were outselling every magazine in Britain except uh, the Radio Times and the TV Times, both of which have significantly less arse rape jokes in them. Um, I tell that joke quite regularly. Um, but um, 
We sold Viz. The, the, the room where Viz was first sold is above a pub called the Gosforth Hotel, which is where Mr. Sting, out of the police, he, he started his career in the same room. He, he went off to London to form the police, and another outfit took over. It was a, a sort of a post-punk uh, promotions agency called Antipop, and uh, there were two, the two main bands that used to play their gigs were called uh, Arthur Two-Stroke, Arthur Two-Stroke himself was named after a man who he'd met in a pub in Clapham who was called Arthur Two-Strokes. And he was called Arthur Two-Strokes because his name was Arthur and he'd had two strokes. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, the, the bands that played there, they let us sell the comics on the door where, where they took your money and rubber stamped your hand. Yeah. And um, so my first performance, really, of, of, of comedy um, was in between bands. You'll probably remember this. It was still going on in, in the 80s. Um, in between bands, they didn't used to have DJs or just music played through an iPod or whatever. They used to have other forms of entertainment. So, uh, and I used to do comedy poetry inspired by the likes of Porky the Poet. And mm -hmm. well, in those days, it was John Cooper Clark was yeah. my, my big influence. And I used to read poetry, which had actually been written by my brother and the other guy who, who wrote for Viz with us at the time, Jim Brownlow. And, um, and I went from there, I formed my own band. We were called Johnny Shiloh's Movement Machine. And. Um, we went nowhere, <laughs> uh, but it was great fun. Yeah. Um, and um, and then later on in life, when I when I stopped working on Viz in uh, ten years ago now, um, I actually found a, a, a brilliant band just living down down the street from me, and I got involved in sort of road managing for them. Um, and it was just great fun. It was a sort of a sojourn, if you will. And we ended up, they, they became resident at the Ibiza Rocks venue in um, Ibiza. Right. So spent a couple of summers out there. And they recorded an album in Ibiza. They were first band. They were called Hungover Stuntmen. <laughs> they, 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 they supported Paul Weller at Newcastle Arena. They, right. they, 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 they were going to go places before it all imploded, as it does in the world of rock and roll. But, um, they, yeah, they were, they, rec they were the first band since um, New Order to record an album in Ibiza, and the previous one before that was Led Zeppelin, so, wow. boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sold about six copies. Yeah, but you uh, ranked it for everyone else, no well one else has ever been back. Well, actually, what, <laughs> what, what happened was, it was, a bit, it was, the, it was where it all went wrong was at the beginning of the, uh, the, the financial, whatever you call it, in 2008, and it was, um, the, they, were, they were with the biggest independent uh, record distributor in the UK, Pinnacle, and they, and they went bust. Right. And that was sort of the beginning of the end. Yeah. A, it, was a, it was a shame because uh, they're still all in music apart from one of them who's um, an engineer. This is great crack, isn't it? It is. <laughs> we're, allowed to be, we're allowed to be interesting. It's okay. We don't have to be. We're going to rely on bacon face for the jokes. He <laughs> uh, does get gags and catchphrases and stuff, as I understand. Oh, by it. the way, at, at this year's Edinburgh Fringe, I am a, a two star comic, but a five star rapper. <laughs> have you, has anyone heard about the, uh, the gigs down at Bannerman's, the battle rap gigs? Look online and see me and Seymour Mace having a battle rap. It's yeah. proper funny. It's the best <laughs> fun I've ever had at an Edinburgh Fringe gig, honestly, it was. And I'll ask you uh, an emergency question. I'm asking m many of the guests. What is the closest that you personally have come to dying? Have you? Because my show's about death this year. Have you ever had a close oh. encounter with your own mortality? Um, I was in a car on the A61 near Ripon once. I came over the brow of a hill and uh, there was a, um, a woman, um, well, let's see, the first thing that we saw was an HGV, a huge HGV coming on the other side, so it was a single carriageway, 
and uh, double white line in the middle. And as we came over the brow of the hill, there was a little old lady driving a Mini, completely oblivious to the fact she was on the wrong side of the road. Right. And we're, you know, we're doing 60 mile an hour and she's coming straight for us. Fortunately enough, the woman who was driving the car I was in, I was in the front passenger seat, managed to avoid her. We ended up in a ditch, yeah. but it, there was a moment <laughs> You know, a split second, but there was a moment where everybody in the car, we were all convinced we were going to die. Right. Um, but I, c I can't think of one where I've actually physically come close. No, to that's death. pretty. Cl that's pretty good. <laughs> Did your life flash before your eyes in that second? Uh, all I remember was my my feet going into the. The footwell and my hands going against the ceiling is some sort of automated thing. You obviously try to make yourself as rigid as possible, yeah. which apparently is the worst thing you can do. Because <laughs> <laughs> babies don't injure themselves, do they, when they fall, because no. they don't do that thing. Yeah. Right. They just go, well, they don't know what's they happening. They just fall. Yeah, that's right. They're inherently <laughs> stupid. Fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that is, but they will survive. That is evolution. That is why human beings are getting more stupid. Because babies keep surviving and adults die out in car crashes. <laughs> That's the problem. That's what we've discovered there. Uh, and there was another incident which I've just remembered, oh, which yeah. was that I was at um, this. This is a, this is one that gives me horrors occasionally. Um, we were diving, spending a lot of time in the summer diving into a, a river in North Northumberland. Yeah. And uh, and then when one of my mates was uh, was getting out. Um, he noticed that somebody, you know, you get um, fly tipping. Somebody had abandoned a great lump of uh, concrete right. into the water, which had a uh, one of those huge um, ferrule they call them in Italy. I don't know, but it's it's a, a, basically a steel rod for reinforcing concrete yeah. about three feet long. Which and we must have been missing it by about six inches. Right. When, yeah, when we would. Yeah. So close, isn't it? Jesus, so Jesus was looking after you that day, wasn't he? <laughs> Not so well that there wasn't a massive block of <laughs> yeah, yeah. concrete well, that's there. It, that, He that could have lifted that out. He could have gone, oh, wait, wait, hold on, boys. Did he put that there earlier, or was that the other fella? <laughs> Don't know. We never know, really. Mm. I think, in all likelihood, I think Jesus might be the evil one and the devil's the good one. Yeah. It's possible, isn't it? And then they've just sent out a lie, and the devil's going, no, I'm good. And Jesus going, no, I'm... Because uh. they would pretend, wouldn't he? We'd pretend to be the, a good devil. We'd pretend to be really good, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be going around going, ha, 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 ha. I mean, Is it, it'd be I the opposite. I think Seymour Mace has got a, a, a piece about, about uh, the devil and right. about, about how hell... He's got a problem with hell, because he says... Um, Hitler, he wouldn't be torturing Hitler in hell, would he? Because he was good. He yeah, would be mates with him. I do a routine about this. So being <laughs> oh, right. Not quite exactly that, but it's it is like he would be. He wouldn't be punishing God's enemies. He'd be going, "Come on in. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking loads of different animals today. Come on, it's one day we're having a great. We're going to be as evil as we can. I've got an Akapi. Yeah, get an Akapi. It's one for the fans. Uh, but um, <laughs> and you do uh, you do a, sh a, a, a quiz show called Fuckwits. Mm. That I was briefly involved with a, uh, uh, a, a version, a version uh, of that, which wasn't called Fuckwits anymore because they were trying to get it on telly. <laughs> uh, but I like because it's based on what I like about it is it's <laughs> the, the name. Well, it's great. It's a great quiz as well. But the name comes from Crosswits, the Tom O'Connor mm. uh, daytime <laughs> crossword quiz from the 1970s or 80s. Well, there is a there's a similarity. <laughs> yeah, there is a similarity. Though. I'm not saying that it's not coincidental. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a game show we. Panel show, Alex, who uh, who organises it all, produces the whole thing. Um, 
Alex Collier, who also used to work on Viz with us, he um, he gets really knocked whenever I refer to it as a game show. Right. Because he insists that it's a panel show. But I looked it up, <laughs> and apparently it's both. Right. Because the audience get to take part as well. Apparently, if it's only celebrities, because celebrities obviously aren't people. They aren't. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's both. But basically, there's two teams of two comics, and they've got to fill in a giant crossword, but there aren't any clues, <laughs> and there aren't any correct or incorrect answers. <laughs> It's, quite, it's, it's a good lot fun. of fun. And so then yeah. they, have to de- they have to define... If they've made up a word, they have to define the, what that word yeah, is. They, they, yeah, if, if, like if for reasons of spelling a word won't fit or whatever, they'll just make one up. But if they do, they have to put it in a sentence and explain its <laughs> definition, yeah. It's very good. Are you doing more of those in... Is oh, it, yeah, in we'll be back in the autumn and stand in, uh, in Newcastle. Yeah. And, um, oh, it's great fun. We, uh, it's it's a, like a Sunday lunchtime thing that goes on for about two hours, but they, they do great food there, so it's it's, it's a really nice experience for <laughs> yeah. uh, for everybody. You get uh, of bookings show. are available on. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, what what age fun. were you uh, breastfed until? <laughs> <laughs> Just thought you know that seemed to lead on. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea. Absolutely no, no idea. Don't, you don't remember being breastfed. Were you breastfed? Do you know if you were breastfed? No idea. No. No. I think I... Mm, yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Possibly it would be, it'd be seen as not. slightly, uh, slightly got, gay got. to be drinking milk in Newcastle, of course. So <laughs> the other babies were having a go at you. Yeah. What are you doing? Sucking on a tit. What could be gayer than that? <laughs> <laughs> I just eat my dad's spunk. That is what happens. I suck on my dad's cock. I'm a Newcastle baby. I'm doing the accent and everything. Too far? Too far, Newcastle? Yeah, what are you going to do? Come and have a go, Newcastle. Gateshead are on my team on this one. They're going, yeah. I love that Gateshead and Newcastle are so close together, and yet you still... And you hate Sunderland as well, because that's, that's a bit they're too a far diff- away. They're on a different <laughs> river, though. They are. They yeah. are. It's a bit too far away. I think away. what happened was Gateshead refused to become part of Newcastle in 1927. I think it was when they built... You know, the Tyne Bridge, the famous one that looks like the Sydney Harbour Bridge. A lot of dispute over which one came first. They were both commissioned by Dorman Long of Middlesbrough in 1923. Wow. Uh, the Sydney Harbour Bridge opened four years later because it's so much bigger and took longer to construct. Both are based on the Hell's Gate Bridge in New York City. Good. It's good to have some facts. Built don't, in 1911. Don't use all this up because we might do, we might be able to use some of this in the quiz at the end. I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, it's been really. Thanks so much for coming down, Simon. And your show sounds amazing. Well, so it's do, all been lovely catch. apart from the company and the conversation. Yes, yeah. that's <laughs> and the audience, these twats, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wrecked it. Uh, but uh, shower of content. <laughs> you can say anything you want. You can Excellent. say motherfucker. Uh, we don't really approve of uh, the racist and disabled language, but you can say it if you like. Uh, so. It's it's up to you on your own head, be it. Uh, will you please give a massive round of applause to Simon Donald? Go Thank you. And um, we are going to have five minutes from a stand-up where I go back and ascertain whether we have a second guest or not. Can we smell bacon in the air? Uh, so <laughs> will you please... As, uh, if any policemen have just walked in, I'm going to get arrested. Aren't I? <laughs> Did someone smell some bacon? Right, that's it. Uh, no, it, it wasn't about you. Leave me alone. Uh, we please welcome a fantastic stand-up. I work with him on the uh, Radio Ulster, BBC Scotland radio show Bad Language, that I'm sure you're all fans of. Yeah, someone, someone likes it. We please welcome Charlie Freegan, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. Hello, I 
recognize that applause. That is the applause of a group of people looking at a man they did not want to see. It's, uh, it's great, yeah. My name is Jarlath. Uh, I am from Ireland, and uh, as you probably know, things are pretty bad there. Pretty bad recession on any Irish inn. No, that's, uh, none of them could afford to come here. That is how bad it is. It's a very confusing time. We have 15% unemployment, 80 billion euros in debt to the IMF, and Jedward's career flourishing somehow. And people are very, uh, very confused. I've been affected. I am a stand-up comic. I have a two-year-old son. Just last Christmas, we had to seriously consider letting him go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's financial reality that we're in, you know? And that is an awkward conversation to have with a toddler, trying to explain to him in terms that he will understand that he is costing more money than he's bringing in. <laughs> People don't know this, but the biggest baby boom in the history of the Irish state is happening right now in Ireland, despite the fact that nobody has any money. I think the reason for this is people misunderstood what The Economist meant when they said, it won't be us that pays back this bailout. <laughs> It'll be our kids. I have friends dumb enough to think I better get two of the little feckers then if that's the case. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's, uh, you should visit Ireland. Um, we really need you to visit. Uh, a couple of tips, people are very angry. People are extremely angry and they don't know what to be angry about. Uh, my friends who bought the iPhone and they'll come up to you, live it. Like, a fucking piece of shit. You hold it a certain way and it doesn't work. You're like, well, the same could be said of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> really gonna get angry about this? <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. I visited Dubai this year, which is a terrible country to visit if your country is in a recession because Dubai thinks that it's in a recession and they have no clue what a recession is. They say it to you when you get off the plane. They go, oh, geez, there's a fierce recession on here. Yeah, yeah. That's the indigenous Dubai accent perfectly <laughs> replicated there. You're like, you have no clue what a recession is. Scottish, Irish people, we know what a recession is. A recession is when you find yourself in Lidl doing your main shopping. <laughs> a recession is when you realize that the people that saved up to go to the London Olympics are as proud of themselves as the people that feckin' qualified in the events, right? <laughs> you were right not really to laugh at that because that was clearly a joke that was written for last year's festival. <laughs> <laughs> you should visit Dubai, though, if you'd like to see what a city would look like if an eight-year-old boy was given unlimited funds. <laughs> asked to design a city. You can picture an eight-year-old making the planning decisions. We're going to have a big island over here in the shape of a palm tree for no apparent reason. David Beckham is going to live on it. It's going to be brilliant. <laughs> over here we'll have the biggest shopping mall in the history of the world. And girls are going to have no rights because girls are stupid. <laughs> is the utopia that they live in, yeah. So do visit Ireland, but be aware people are very angry. The angriest people in Ireland are the taxi drivers. There is every chance that you'll sit into a cab on a rank in Dublin and the taxi driver will turn to you livid immediately. Turn to you and go, do you know how long I've been fucking waiting there? And you feel like I'm, we did not have an appointment arranged. Okay? I'm not late, I'm not late. And the reason why they're angry, and you don't know this either, is their market was deregulated. So they bought these really expensive plates and now the market's deregulated, the plates are worth nothing. But that is a bullshit reason to be angry there's loads of markets that are deregulated and you don't see any of those people angry, do you? There's hundreds of coffee shops in Edinburgh today. You couldn't walk into one of them, get to the counter and the person would go, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> boil the kettle again. <laughs> so here's a little travel tip as well. That's a bad joke to make to a Dublin taxi driver. 
I don't like it. They don't like that joke. They say to you, one guy said to me, that's a very unfair analogy. That is a very unfair analogy. There's no similarities between a coffee shop and a, and a taxi. It's completely different services. And I said, yeah, you're 100% right. I've never been in a coffee shop where they've asked me for directions to the milk first. <laughs> Certainly never been in a coffee shop where they've told me that this coffee will cost more depending on how long it takes them to make the fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've never in my life been in a coffee shop where for the duration of my time in there, the owner has spent his time hanging out the window shouting at foreign coffee shop owners. <laughs> that they have no right to own coffee shops. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jarlith Regan, and if you'd like to see other jokes that I do, not those jokes, uh, I am on in the assembly rooms on George Street at 5.15. Thank you very much, everyone. Jarlith Regan, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, everything's looking good so far. The next bit. Uh, so, would you please welcome my second guest, uh, don't know much about him. We're going to find out some stuff uh, as he comes up. Will you please welcome Bacon Face? He's from Canada. Currently, Chili Whack. Bacon Face. Hello. It's lovely to meet you. I've heard a lot about you, though. This is the first meeting, this first time I've met you. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, it's good. Uh, so I should, for the people at home, uh, th it's a man who's wearing a wrestling mask, a me Mexican wrestling mask. He's a bit scary. He's looking at me in a bit of a scary way. And he's got some bacon on his, it's on his head more I than got, his face. I've got a lot of bacon out here. There's a lot of bacon. Uh, 25 bucks worth of bacon every really? day. And I, uh, it's a lot of bacon. People go, that, oh, that shoe wasn't worth five pounds. <laughs> There's 25 bucks of bacon on my... Fucking face. Every every time I come out of their door, I'm in negative equity here. here. There's some on your shirt as well. There's, uh, there's yeah, well, that, the, that's because if the bacon falls off here, yeah. which it can, I get this bacon and I put it on there. Because there's, a, there's I, what I've learned in 32 years of wearing bacon. There is, there's, a, there's an optimum amount of bacon for... Comic effect, Reginald. And if the beer, if the beer, if the bacon falls, you have to put more bacon on. There's the same amount. Now, you know, I think after I 32 years, you know the right amount to put on. I do. Yeah. So if a piece falls, yeah, okay, which it can, I get the, I get this bacon from here and I put it up here. But you know, one of the good things about the bacon falling is. Uh, like all North American stand-ups, I've basically done the same act for 32 years now. I don't have any need to, but if the bacon falls, that creates a, an unpredictable element that I, it forces me to think on my feet. And often that's where the, the that's where the gold happens. Yeah. You're a little watch out. about that. If the bacon falls, I have to break off in the middle of a, of a bit, and I have to think and go, oh, the bacon's fallen. And, and then I, Pick. You'd think after 32 years you'd have some stuff ready for that. Because bacon is a, a very unpredictable meat. I, I suppose. <laughs> like, I get a new load of bacon about every five days. Because oh. the first day the bacon is shiny but it, and it's sticky. And then by about day three, it's just about sticky enough to hang on still. Now by day, this is day five bacon you're looking at here. It's not, it's not sticky, it could fall at any moment. 
but the quality of the bacon, it has a, a stringy look to it that I think is very funny. But, uh, but it's harder to, so what I, I, I lay the, the, the stringy uh, rashers of bacon on first, and then as you can see, I, I steal them to the top of the mask with back bacon. Yeah. And do you, ever, do you ever eat the bacon after a show? Do you? Not an animal, Reginald. I, I, don't, I don't eat my own stage clothes. Although, you know, the, the rent here is so punitive that it may be an advantage. Yeah, how did you survive when your rent is like 10,000 pounds for a month? I ate my clothes and what, they were made of bacon. I ate them. Well, maybe you could do like pret manger do where they give out, when they haven't sold any sandwiches at the end of the day, they give them to homeless people. You could give that to some I homeless think that men. incredibly offensive thing to do. <laughs> Work out of here, homeless person. Eat my thing I've had on my face. I have no respect for you. Eat. I don't need this. It's been on my face. <laughs> you can eat it. Yeah, they, suppose they wouldn't have any way to cook it as well. That level. would be doubly effective. It would like be giving them stuff and then go, well, we can't really use that. No, they well, could sell had, it on to... answered your own question there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've thought it through. So you, you, you started in the 1980s. From what I can, It's hard to find you on the internet. It's a kind of mysterious presence. Most, com most comedians have a lot of presence on I'm the internet. I'm from the pre-internet age. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't work a lot outside of the Pacific Northwest. Right. And my, <laughs> my target... My key audience is forest-dwelling loners. And, uh, <laughs> why I, it's not aimed at people here. I don't know why I came, but uh, <laughs> all I, I don't expect you to understand what I do or enjoy it, but I, I ask people to relate to it in the same way as they would a visiting Japanese no theater. It's not, don't enjoy it, but appreciate that on some level it must have some cultural significance. <laughs> That's all I would say. Yeah. And so you, you've been brought over, Stuart Lee, uh, when he was in the... That fucking cunt. Yeah, well, I couldn't have put it better myself. That fucking cunt. You know, he brought me over here in, like, June, July. I've never seen hide or hair of the fucking cunt. He communicates with me. He goes, I'll meet you here. He never turns up. Yeah. Because a lot of... I mean, I'm sort of suspicious of you because a lot... Of, I've, I've worked with Stuart in the past. The fucking um, cunt. He is. A lot of the things he likes, it's just like he's willfully liking the most obscure thing. I agree thing. with you. The fucking cunt. That's possible to like. And I'd never heard of you and I really I like comedy. I fucking despise him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm warming to you on stage, I have to say. I was, I was worried about... I was worried about me. cunt. Yeah. But you're working on his TV show as a programme associate. Is that I'm writing it. I'm fucking writing, writing it, but I have to... You have to say you're a program associate. That's the etiquette here. Oh, yeah, it does Well, happen. I'm not writing. I am in writing it. Am I writing it? I don't know. I mean, I, he said to me that I, I, he will do the, any writing. Yeah. He's holding the pen. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I walk around apparently and yeah. say stuff. Yeah, that's what I, I used to do with I him know, as well. I <laughs> I don't know I'm a fucking parasite. Yeah. Uh, well, I've because I've seen a little bit of your material and some of it is very exactly uh, very reminiscent of stuff that Stu does. He he stole it off he me. He stole it off me as a, a young guy in yeah. British Columbia, and, and then I. I start reading this, oh, I, oh, he's so brilliant, bacon face, I love him. And then I, that's, that's how you all speak, that's yeah. how. Yeah, you, you speak and that's what I hear. I don't care if you're Scottish, Irish, it's, oh, he's great. 
And then I fucking see this film, and it's this yeah. fucking stuff I was doing 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, at least he's brought you over. That's a nice thing to do. I did notice someone outside on the stand. I'm surprised the stand let this get through, but it does say your first appearance in England uh, on the on the poster. Yeah, and I did well. see a Scottish uh, Scotchman. Uh, Stan, he was looking quite angry. He was, point- yeah, well, he was pointing at him, going, "He was very angry about that." But I, I don't- well, I know that this is. I know that Scotland is different from England, yeah. but I, I, I think the, the role of a stand-up is a provocateur, <laughs> and you must not never take. You must take the line of most resistance whenever possible. So I, on all the publicity for this show, I wrote "Debut English Appearance," and yeah. I did that with a sense of irony. Uh, <laughs> I did it on purpose, but weirdly, in the, the your fringe, they corrected it and they put Scot, they put Scottish, like I was so dumb that I would make that mistake. So then I had to contact them and insist they change it back to English, even though I know we're in Scotland. I appreciate what this very different place. And are you worried about your show? Is mean it's upsetting to Jews and Muslims and vegetarians? I, well, I hadn't given that. I hadn't realized that. Uh, I. People have said to me, uh, do you not think your bacon-based show may be offensive to Jews and Muslims? I live in a white monoculture in the forests of the Pacific Northwest. It hadn't occurred to me that it might offend Jews and Muslims. If it has done, I'm delighted. But that was not <laughs> the intent. But if anyone's come into my show and they're offended by bacon, they're a fucking idiot. And I have, the show's called Bacon Face. It's all bacon, and there is a picture of a bacon-covered man. On the, and if you've come in, you go, I didn't realize there'd be so much bacon in it. You're a fucking idiot, and I have no sympathy for Some you. Some people want to be offended, though, that's the I thing. I know, they like it. There was a news report. The only thing that came out of the, the only bad thing that came out of the Greenwich atrocity that happened yeah. was a man, and this is the only thing, that a man went to the local mosque draped in bacon. And I read that on the BBC website. Was that you? I couldn't possibly. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment on no, that. Okay, okay, you're not, not allowed to comment on that. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so, um, uh, is um, oh, it wasn't the worst gig I've had. No, no. <laughs> that's just. That's all I'm gonna say about that. And do you do actual wrestling as well? Because re- well, actually, both I don't do wrestling. wrestling and sort of masks are very popular this year. Well, in, I'm in not interested in wrestling. So for, that's some kind of gay thing. Wrestling. Okay. I'm yeah. in, I, the mask is. Uh, well, when I when I was a young guy, I was interested in. I I, I watched a lot of wrestling, and then I, there, I and I smoked a lot of pot, <laughs> and I ate a lot of bacon. And, uh, <laughs> There was a traumatic experience that happened to me. I mean, it's not possible for me to go into it. But I think, looking back on it, that's how the whole thing came right. together. But it's sort of interesting how that's come together. The rubber Bandits, the Late Night Gimp Fire. Even Barry from Watford, who we had on yesterday, is sort of similar. <laughs> His face is sort of peeling well, off. Well, there's a theory in comedy that a mask is liberating, that you can hide behind this identity and you know, you're going to express views that you wouldn't normally because you're masked. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that because the, <laughs> for me, the mask is a way of amplifying my identity. And be, yeah. be, behind this mask, I look largely similar to this. Really? You had some accident? Did you have an accident? You know, I had a lot of things have been said. I, it wasn't an accident. It didn't happen to me. It happened to someone else. Okay. And then I dressed like this as a result of yeah. that. 
A lot of people, some people have said, I've seen on Twitter people speculating that I, I am, I mean, people are kind of trying to guess who it is and they think it might be. Well, we have people have said it's me, but I can, you know, I would never do a podcast where I just spoke to myself. Yeah, right. So I think yeah, that well, pre- the people here know that yeah, although, they can although, see that we're not the same person, right? Yeah, well, although I was supposed to do a photo shoot with Stuart Lee for a time out. Right. And I didn't know about it, I didn't turn up, so they just got some other... James Hangley, you know him. Right, yeah. He dressed up as me, and I wasn't there. Right. So. Because, yeah, you did this look, you could look be, different than this those This could photos. be someone else. So, well, it's a bit like, well, Andy Kaufman did, uh, did a, a character like that where he dressed up as someone else, and then after he died, that character would sometimes still come out. So, the, the, raising speculation that Andy Kaufman wasn't... You could be Andy Kaufman, because <laughs> he is a similar... You think I'd be performing for five bucks in a fucking... <laughs> yeah, I think you would, because he was a... He's an amazing genius. You know what's weird about these rooms here in England, yep. in Scotland, is that uh, <laughs> what what kind of comedy club doesn't have a drawing of some bricks at the back of the room? <laughs> a fucking cowboy blowing his fucking head off. Is it any one? There should be a drawing of bricks. It's a yeah, standard. <laughs> Not actual bricks. There always have to be a drawing. Probably fucking bricks behind that. That's the irony. <laughs> <laughs> Waste of time. <laughs> and um, I will. Uh, I'll ask you an emergency question. I'm asking everyone these questions. Um, if you, as you, you know, are a, a man who knows about the wild, would you rather be a badger or a, do you have badgers in uh, Canada? I have no badger. Do you know what that is? It's like a sort of large weasel creature, I suppose. <laughs> I don't really know what it is either. I don't think that, it's like a black. It's like a Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, yeah, no, Wolverine. What, from the, from the Avengers? It's nothing like Wolverine no, from, from the Avengers. Wolf, it's like a wolf. Oh, it's like Wolverine. Wolverine is a, is that a that was a significant thing for us in Canada, to have our own Canadian superhero. Incredible Hulk, issue 198. <laughs> a lot of people labor under the misapprehension that the Wolverine's first appearance was in Incredible Hulk 199. But his, you know, his shadow appeared. <laughs> <laughs> Distinctive shadow. So, would you rather be? We a have wolf? the first, the first gay superhero is Canadian. Oh, really? you know, you're aware of that? No. Well, you defer to my superior knowledge. He bows down to. Yeah. Anyway, would you rather be a badger, which is like a Wolverine, but it's not a Wolverine? It's an English thing. Uh, they might be Scottish. Is there any Scotland, Scottish badgers? Yep. There are, because they make sparrows out of them. I know that. Um, <laughs> Or a cow. You, do you have cows in Canada? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't, I'm yeah. sorry that I don't know. I mean, I suppose it works both ways. You're not yeah. bothering researching our yeah. indigenous stuff. Well, I've researched you know it, the cow. I've chosen to ignore it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So would you rather be a cow or a badger, and why, if you could choose? But would you still have your brain inside it? <laughs> I think I'd rather be a badger. Would you? Because I don't know what a badger is. So <laughs> it'll be a voyage of discovery. For <laughs> what, what kind of creature am I? What do I eat, and what am I going to do today? (laughs) How about this? It'll be an exciting (laughs) process. And um, what's the the closest you've come to actual physical death? Have you ever had a near-death experience? Well, uh, I I operate in my stand-up, and a lot of the places I play, I operate at the edge of physical death all the time, (laughs) and I think. That's where a clown should be operating, where the next move would result in your death, I think. So, yeah, I am. I mean, I play places I've played, and like, unbelievable. I mean, what was weird is I've never thrown a gig at home. I've had guys chucking Bowie knives at me and fire and kicking (laughs) kicking me in on stage. 
And, but here, what I couldn't stand about here, the fucking blind indifference of the people. <laughs> which was just worse than any actual physical threat. I just, I had a show, I'm not proud of this, but I was two minutes in and I just knew it was not gonna work. And I said to the people, well, you know, it's not gonna work. Just, let's just call it a day and uh, get your money back and I left. And I'm not proud of that, but it was good to do it once, I think, yeah. in your life. Dave, I've been bored over here like a fucking slave by this cunt, and I, it gave me a feeling of freedom to be able yeah. to do that, to work out. Do you, not, you weren't worried about the people who paid to see the show? The I was, well, I offered them their money back, and I think they probably had five bucks more fun <laughs> just working around than they would have done <laughs> in that room on that day. I laid out all my prime bacon, my, all the prime slices of Canadian bacon that usually take the roof off the place. And <laughs> people just staring at me, I understand it. Do you know what age you were breastfed until? Do they have breastfeeding in Canada? I mean, yeah, I don't, don't want to. Yeah, you, were you breastfed as well, a child? Well, I don't remember. I was a baby. Yeah, some people are breastfed beyond babyhood. That's well, I wasn't. I don't know what you're implying. Um, uh, well, actually, this is a question you, that, that you might be able to answer that I do ask a lot of guests. This isn't especially for you. Have you ever seen a Bigfoot? I, well, my mo my mom maintained she'd seen a Bigfoot. Really? Okay. Yeah, and uh, about nine months before I was born, she uh, <laughs> said she's out walking in the around Lake Louise in Banff National Park, and she slipped and fell and knocked herself out. And then when she come round, she was laid out in a warm cave on a bed of moss with little bowls of berries and milk all around her there. And she maintains the Bigfoot saved her life. Now, the interesting thing about that, Scotland, is, I mean, back home, we have a quasi-mythical primate that is offering a greater level of patient care than an English A&E department. <laughs> I hope you appreciate how I cranked in your news story there. That was you know, good. That don't was feel actually... remotely patronized by that. <laughs> <laughs> And what other, when you were working in Canada in the, in, in the mid-80s, I guess, um, were there, was there a big comedy scene there? Because people like... Well, Canadian very Canadian early on. I mean, uh, I was one of the pioneers of it, but there were some great guys. There was uh, Herb Dixon, who... Uh, did uh, anyone know no, her? No. Canadians? He did impressions of farming machinery. Yeah. <laughs> he did. It was fantastic. And, like, you know, you got to do what your audience is interested in. And he really... <laughs> He's still working, you're gonna look it up. He's fantastic. He's a, there's a lot of work on a motor, motor, motorcycle-like circuit. Of, he does impressions of Harley Davidson's and all of these machines, and people love him. And uh, Richard Lett, as well, was a, fan, a massive inspiration to me. I was I talked to uh, uh, Diane Alexander about him. People were great right. members of Lett. Had his, his philosophy of comedy was amazing. I suppose everyone, I mean, that's the thing, everyone influences someone, right? So all comedians are influenced by someone else. So even if Stuart Lee has been influenced by you, then that's, you can't really hold that against him if you've well, been influenced Well, I do by hold him. it against him. <laughs> what do you think about, do you, do you follow the uh, Foster's uh, Comedy Awards? <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen any of the people who've won that this year? Cause they're well, I, I know the economics of this festival are tight, and I think it's great that... Uh, the people from the 
free fringe and you're here and winning stuff. So yeah, because it's not it's prohibitively expensive in many ways. It is. If I'd not come here through the stand, uh, I wouldn't be here and I won't be here again. So <laughs> uh, I hope you will come back. It's good. No, it's good. It's, are, you, are you into feminist kind of comedy? Is it? Is it? Oh, I don't know. Because no. it seems that seems popular this year. Well, I, I might come back as a woman next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing. <laughs> I think if you can either come back as a woman or or just uh, have your genitals, would you ever consider w w working with your genitals out? Which is what the that's the spirit of the fringe, apparently, that to be working. Ain't that puppetry the penis guy? Yeah, yeah. They, he, they never won the spirit of the fringe for well, some reason. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I, would I get my genitals out for comic effect? <laughs> Do they have bacon on them? <laughs> 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 or sausages? Or I don't work with sausage. No. I, don't know where you, I don't know where you got that idea. <laughs> it's very different. I don't just work with any breakfast meat. <laughs> not standards. So there's a purity to the act that I think... I don't know. I mean, if there was a way of doing it tastefully, I might. I <laughs> Are you, is what you're saying, would you put bacon on your penis yeah. for comic effect? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I wouldn't rule that out. No, okay. the moment, the I guess to never rule anything out. Never rule anything out. No. The opportunity is not really, yeah. We, can, we could we'll see. do it now. Uh, but let's, let's, let's work up to that. <laughs> so, uh, look, we're gonna, we, got, we have a competition at the end, which I, you'll be very welcome to take part in. Uh, Simon Donald's... Uh, Where are you come from? Come He's got from? a Canada T-shirt there. Where are you from, Tackline? Reading, he's from Reading, he's wearing yeah, a Yeah, a rush shirt. It's a rush shirt. There's a lot that of uh, there's that a lot is of fans. a fucking shitty record. Snakes and arrows, for fuck's sake. <laughs> that Getty Lee is a fan of mine, but that is not a good record. This is a good record. <laughs> Which one is yeah. the good record? That this one here. Yeah. They there's an owl on lost it something. by then. It's like a just, that's just a meaningless display of skills, that album. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes and arrows? What the fuck? <laughs> well, maybe we can utilise some of this uh, specific rush knowledge into the quiz. Uh, Simon Donald's back. Is that working, Simon? Is that, yeah, that's working. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, do you know Bacon Face? Have you met Bacon Face? I met him backstage earlier. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right. They've been very good. A lot of these guys in, uh, stand to their vegetarians or people with various uh, dietary. <laughs> I've kept all the bacon in the fridge. In oh, the yeah. In the refrigerator, there's been no contamination of the general environment. Couple of bits <laughs> left on the floor occasionally. Well, occasionally. <laughs> they fall and I don't always see them. But I've done my, done my best to avoid. Some bacon fell in a guy's shoe, you know that, right? I couldn't find it and I just, I, I think it was uh, Gavin. I didn't have the I word. think he's, uh, he's reappearing as a new character called uh, Bacon Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna do a competition to end the uh, penultimate, possibly ever, Reheft. Unless there's a big petition online or something. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it anymore. Uh, so everyone needs to stand up. We're gonna do some statements that may be true or false. Uh, if you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If you think they're false, put your hands on your bottom. The seat of all falsehood. Uh, the, uh, the questioner's decision will be final on these, by the way, because I think we may get in some interesting areas. Uh, so uh, I will start you off uh, with um, uh, the fact that Martin Moore, who should have been on the uh, show today, his face appears on the new version of the Monopoly board. Is that true or false? Hands on your head if you think it's true. Hands on your bottom if you think it's false. 
Martin Moore is a big man with a big, big beard. If you've seen the board, that might help you. It is false. He's on the Trivial Pursuit Genus Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a statement of or false, Simon, have you thought of any? Uh, yes, Viz was originally called The Daily Pie. True or false? Oh, what's the answer? It was a forerunner of Viz, so it's not true. Oh, that's cruel. Yeah, do you have a statement of truth or falsehood about comics or Rush or Canada? I have had oral sex with a bear. <laughs> True or false? <laughs> the question is which way round is the exciting, exciting aspect. Is that true or false? It's true question? after a fact. Yeah, it is true. I didn't, I didn't initiate it. That's all I can say. <laughs> Circumstances caught up with me. Um, uh, 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 so, um, oh, we've done that one already. Uh, ben Moore, who I live with, uh, is the second cousin of Patrick Marber, the playwright, the curmudgeonly playwright. Is that true or false? Second cousin. Uh, don't think so. <laughs> don't know. I mean, he might be, but it'd be very unlikely. I just made it up. So uh, that's false. Simon, you got another one? Uh, one that I may or may not have learned at this fringe. Uh, comedienne. Uh, Katie Mulgrew is the daughter of Jimmy Cricket. True or false? What is the answer? It's true. It is true. Yeah, well done. So there's uh, four men in. One still got. His, got anyone at the back still in? So is it? We're down to four. Have you got? Have you got a question? Yeah. Every year on Canada Day, on the Canada Day costume parade in Chilliwack, I dress up as. The Canadian novelist Margaret Atwood. <laughs> True or false? Don't help him. Everyone's gone for true because I think they may have seen your show. These guys, is that true or false? That's true. That is true. You know, in I mean, what is truth or falsehood though? Is is the truth? It's turned into a metaphysical level. This about the nature of truth and lies. Uh, my wife is a children's author who has written a book called My Best Friend and Other Enemies. Is that true or false? It is true. Uh, she is Kath Catherine Wilkins. Do buy that, then I won't have to do any work. <laughs> do you know any sort of eight to ten year old girls? By the new ones coming out, I'm hoping she'll become like the new sort of J.K. Rowling. If, I'd, take, I'd take just a quarter of the J.K. Rowling fortune. So uh, a quarter of you buy that book, and that'll be fine. Uh, we're going to divide the last. Well, let's. We can have one more question. Whoever goes first uh, get to the answer gets that answer. If there's two of you, have you got? A, have you got another one, Bacon Face? No. no, Simon. Have you got another? You must have a. Uh, Some facts about Gateshead or... In Viz, Sid the Sexist lives on Scrog Road in Walker. Whoever gets the... He's gone true first, so you're going to have to go false. What is the answer? It's true. It's true. So the winner is this gentleman here. Yeah. Give you all your stuff at the end. Just hang around. Uh, you've won loads of things. Oh, including, I should say, what you've won. Uh, ben Moore's... Uh, I was mentioned there, Ben Moore's fantastic book, which you should buy. Uh, you can get it from Go Faster Stripe. It's called... Oh, it's not here. Uh, I'll find it backstage. It's in the, it's, and you can get Talking Cock. You can get... Uh, I've uh, already got Ben Moore's book. Oh, have you? I'll, I'll save it up for tomorrow. I'll give it... I'll, oh, no, I'm going to give it to... I'm going to give it to tomorrow. He's got... You have my DVD from upstairs and wow, two they... tickets to tonight's show. If wow. Fantastic. You We're going to A lady... <laughs> We're going to put a bit of hat, I'm going to seal a bit of bacon off his face. 
although I'm worried it is actually his face. Uh, a, a medium woman's T-shirt of a ham hand. What do you think of that? What do you think of the ham hand? That's amazing. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a different, that's it's a very different idea than having a bacon face. Morphic resonance. <laughs> a copy of 10. I think tomorrow I'm going to give everyone who comes to see tomorrow's podcast a copy of 10. So if you come tomorrow, you'll get a free copy of 10, which is worth... Well, it costs twelve pounds. Uh, you can get that for free. You can get that for free uh, at uh, my gig. Uh, we're all going to die as well. Uh, or you can buy it at Go Faster Strike, where most of this stuff is for sale. There's also a copy of Jaded and Bitter and Jaded, which you can look up online, and some toys and some badges and some tickets to Kim McAllister and Vladimir McTavish, who are some Scotch men. So uh, thank you very much for coming. You give a massive round of applause to my two guests, Simon Donald, Bacon Face. Very amazing to meet him. A nice guy than I thought it'd be. And to Garrett Regan. Uh, back, back with the last one tomorrow. Do come along if you can. Thank you very much. Bye.